episode four of Fancy Tickles. I'm your host, Bryce Peeler, with my co-host. I'm Jim Madoff. Welcome back, folks. Another week in the books. We are very excited this week. We are super, super close to 100 views on Spotify and Anchor. The combination, I'm not quite sure how that works, but it shows the two together and we're very close to 100 people viewing, so thank you very much. Uh, something like 33 projected subscribers or something. Something like so that, yeah. We almost got like three dozen people that give a shit about what we're babbling about. That's awesome to me. It's good numbers. I mean, like I said, for, for being four weeks in, you know, we're not doing horrible, we're not doing that great, but it's something to be proud of, because this is the first time we've done anything like this. It's so. like a Grateful Dead following. If I had about 200 really crazy people that followed me for like 20 years, I'd be super content with that. Like, if they all reached out, we're like, dude, no, I listen to this all the time, and I really dig what you guys are talking about, and uh, if they just did that for a really long time, we got you know more in depth with things and just you know flow goes as it flows. So uh, yeah, I really appreciate that many people already listening to it. So it gives me like an audience in my mind. Like I'm not just talking to you; I'm talking, you know, to our listeners, yeah. and that's awesome. So uh, it's really early, but yeah, I'm, I always get excited because you you like message me, be like, dude, check it out, sixty listens, and I'm like, oh shit. And then 64 listens like a week later. I'm like, oh shit, still growing. And then boom, boom, boom. You guys liked, you know, a lot of the baloney episode. That's what kind of blew me away because uh, as much as I love the baloney, he is off the fucking chain. I we, love that guy. But yeah, it's we so had funny a, to see that that's we had the a one decent, people think's awesome. Well, 51 for the total for the first episode. Okay, so that's So, and that was, and then Tony got uh, 28. On the baloney conspiracy, and then now with uh, Mother Nature, Mad at Us, or Sports, uh, that one's got 19 at the moment. So, I mean, people are still steady yeah. flowing in. Yeah, that's and still it might like just be a couple dozen people. I mean, yeah. I'd look at it just as like we got people that are listening, the solid ones that are sticking around. Whoever after you the are that has listened to every episode and gets ex- like is already maybe getting a little excited for new episodes, thank you so much because. You know, as this goes, we're going to just keep talking about weirder and weirder stuff. And as this shop fills with more of my estranged hobbies, as you look around, I have a collection of wrestling action figures and video games and posters from all kinds of events and concerts and wrestling that I've been to through the years. Uh, My collection of vintage bicycles, which is one right now. There's like 10 in here earlier, so... (laughs) <laughs> we're dwindling down, but we're making more room for yes. The, getting this stuff set up to make the record cave is getting like where we can breathe. Like I can look around. I'm starting to dig that. Yeah. When this gets to where we have a couch in here and we're almost asleep, and uh, just make it more comfortable. Yeah. I mean, we're already yeah, comfortable yeah. just sitting here talking to you guys, but it it it'll be better as time goes along, and we're just looking forward to that. We like like Bryce said, we appreciate everything you guys have done putting in the support and everything following us uh when we put out i think i want to do another question and answer episode oh, next absolutely. week absolutely that was Those some are of fun. the funnest stuff we do yeah especially so. if you guys get creative with your question and answer and like you know don't put us on the spot with things but definitely like you know pressure us especially me i if it has something to do with like aliens or conspiracies or anything like that government agenda stuff hit me with it because i could probably talk for like three or four hours on one question, which I will try not to do. Uh, but yeah, that's the kind of stuff I want to get hit with. Like, yeah, like if you want to know what actually happened 
with JFK. Just hit me up, dude. I got all the facts, 100% how it actually happened. <laughs> so, yeah, things like that. Uh, so, what did you want to talk about this week, just a little bit? Like, touch, give me your first bit you want to, little topic we were going to get Well, on. to, like, lead it off, like, with all of this, the things going on with coronavirus. And we weren't going to mention it, so just by saying that, I just started thinking about how humanity has existed through lots of things like that, and how we kind of came to be. And then, like, the question came to that, where I was like, well, why are we here? Like, what's really going on, you know? And it wasn't, like, a religious question, it was more of, for me, like, personally, it's more of just a scientific question. Like, what popped into my head was, like, we have monkeys and we have us, but there isn't one descendant of anything in between and, like, a really small fossil record of that even existing. Like, for what should have made an evolutionary process happen. And, yes, I understand, like, cataclysmic <clears throat> earth things happen, volcanoes, whatever. We have new layers of earth yeah. everywhere. But just, that was those kind of things. I was, you know, I was kind of considering all kinds of, like, not just religious, but just, you know, not spiritual thoughts, but just, you know, you see a lot of weird shit going on right now. So it's kind of, you're sitting around and, like, maybe smoking a little too much weed or whatever, and you're like, you know, what's going on with this? And then you think about it for hours and you get on the internet, which doesn't help. No. Even a bit, because then it just tells you. Like, either WebMD tells you you have cancer or you're schizophrenic and you're like, oh, shit. Or the conspiracy websites are like, dude, you're 100% right. <laughs> and you're like, well, no, I can't be because I'm me. So right. there's no way that I'm hitting this out of the ballpark with the other tinfoil hat-wearing people. So Well, I mean, with that one, I mean, I, I look at it as there's, uh, with chimpanzees are probably the closest we have to our descendants if we look at it in that sense Genetically, not on the earth, exactly. Or something like that. So for them, for there to be, <clears throat> if we're going just down that path right there, you, there we can't even really tell if there was like a Planet of the Apes monkey that could talk. Well, not see, that's kind talk. Of, there was like primitive, you know, voice vocal movements. Well, like yeah. you hear monkeys do when they're like doing specific things, like oh 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 oh. They're like telling. Another monkey, something. We oh, just yeah. don't know what that language is. I mean, we probably do. Actually, I just I don't well, but know that's what the those thing. things are. So, but that's been studied. It's proven that they work in packs and have a relatively complicated communication system. They have a way to identify things pretty specifically. Okay, but then you look at so our speech. How did if if and how we came from monkeys? How did that speech evolve from ooh ooh ooh? to you and me having a conversation right now. That's what I'm getting at. So there has to be... But there's no way we can really go back and watch that evolution. Well, there's, there's, you know, there's bones and skeletons and things like that of, like, all the... But that doesn't show anything about a vocal cord or anything like that. It should, like, the shape, like, how things make noise. Like, they can make some... Like, say they find bones from, like, some forensic thing and they, like, make that thing look like exactly what it was supposed to do based on where they think fatty tissue would be and tendons and muscles and whatever and eyes and hair and all those kind of things. Yeah. Um, and they get pretty, like, accurate to, like, what a person looks like, not just that they came from a certain era, but, like, when we're talking about crime scene stuff. So if we go back and do that same thing, they have a good idea of what kind of sounds would have been able to resonate out of certain structures. Maybe. And, but, again, like I said, you can't see that evolution of the language. That's what I'm getting at. Because once no, you well, get, I mean, there is a written. I mean, it does go from very basic to like far more complicated 
understandable. Now, that's written. Like Latin and things that's like written. That. But yeah. we're talking about like the unwritten record. Part yeah, of it. Like, like what got us there. It, well, um, that's what I'm saying. So going from like we said, 98 percent brain similarities and just genetic makeup mm-hmm. from ooh 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 to hi my name's Jim. Right, I so, think that but, just takes a very long amount of time, and I think exactly, people don't but, understand those lengths of time to make that make sense. And we don't have, it doesn't appear that we have the studies to show, and like the time to right, study no. that, because everything else is on the table right now with well, what's going on and well, there's past that things and, just and stuff that like there's, that. It's a, such a minute field, like people... There's other things that are being studied that because of like the way our culture goes, more people are trying to get into like molecular biology so that they can be like somebody that develops vaccines or whatever. There's people are trying to be fix it kind of people. We're in a generation where people want to fix the past generation's oh, yeah. mistakes. So what ends up like not getting catered to is more of the side projects like that is what I would say. Yeah, so. I can see that. So that's I, I think that's probably the case why things aren't studied as heavily as they should be or as much as we want them to be. Well, now, when we were dinking around the other night, you had another theory about what, like, something to do with Mars, if I remember right. Yeah, and I was trying to do a lot of research because this is one of those topics that uh, I was talking to a co-worker and he was like, it's the, and he said some persons, it sounded like a first, last name, hyphenated type of thing, theory, and... and uh, he said, and this theory states that if you do a specific math set, something like some kind of algorithm or math problem, it works out how almost everything in the organic world, from trees to flowers to doesn't really matter what it is, uh, it falls into this pattern. Just like the golden rule or the golden theory, I can't remember what that's called, where you can you can there's a measurement you can take of like a flower or a person or whatever and it all falls into the same kind of symmetry that can be found everywhere from the shape of a leaf to people to badgers to fish to whatever gotcha um and this other rule is a more sounds probably more complicated and it might be one of those things where it's a trick of math where um you can make the math work for you if you have something that it wants to work for so if you wanted to say oh you know, the origin of humans obviously is from Mars because at the time of human evolution, the world would have mainly been covered in water. And that's like a proof, that's that's a more proven thing in science that they, they can't, can't explain as to why we would have went from something that was, would have far better fared as a sea creature or a water creature. And then we decided to come out of the water, which would have been super inconvenient, but it eventually led to bipedal movement and lungs and being able to breathe oxygen and things like that. So... Um, yeah, I don't, <laughs> yeah. It's not enough research on that one yet? No, no, not, not enough research to, to make me go like, oh, well, when I did the research, I went, you know, okay, I'm going to use this name that this, that I think that he said, and I found some things, but it had more to do with like a panspermia theory thing, like oh, okay. where a very small biological life made its way through space somehow and when it collided with here it had a, a very good environment to like thrive and so that particular one no um i got really excited for because i was like oh this is crazy there's some but again one of the first arguments was that you can make math work for you in many ways depending on how you formulate something or make a graph or a scale right. look and so 
kind of bummed me out, but at the same time, I was like, well, at least it's not something super nuts. Right. Which, I don't know, right now, I guess I don't need any more nuts, but it would be kind of cool if they were like, by the way... Well, it's a different kind of nuts. By the way, we're all Martians, and uh, yeah, chew on that, because it throws a bunch of theories out of the window. <laughs> well, know? it's a different kind of nuts right now, yeah. and I think the world's open to that at the moment. Like it's something to distract. Exactly, yeah. And that's... Speaking of which, where's wrestling open up, Jimmy? All right, so today we lost, to me, one of the voices of my childhood. Uh, ring announcer Howard Finkel passed away at the age of 69. Uh, he started at in 1977. Uh as a ring announcer, um, he made it to the WWF. Uh, Mr. McMahon's, uh, let's see, he began working for Vince McMahon Sr.'s Worldwide Wrestling Federation in 75, making the company's longest tenured employee and was a ring announcer since 77. So he started in 75, so started hitting the in, mic. Take that in. Out of all the legends that you can think of in wrestling that you think have always been there, Mr. Finkel was there the longest. Like I said, man, he was the voice that you could hear bring out Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Bobby the Brain Heenan, was Macho Man. Was he the first man. one to announce Undertaker? The one where he's like, I think he Undertaker, was. that guy? I think he did bring out the Undertaker. So, when you said that one at first, I was like, you know, I'm not super, super sure who this is. And I don't want to be one of those guys like, oh, yeah, yeah, man, that is sad, you know? And so I... Wanted, and then when I thought about it, I was like, I'm sure I've heard that voice a million times if he's the announcer. And I was thinking when we were talking about it, you know, I was thinking of uh, 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 Gorilla like Monsoon and Vince McMahon and uh, uh, Michael Hayes. And I was thinking of all those people. Like, And so I was like, I don't remember him, you know, I don't yeah. remember him at all. And then, boom, uh, the actual ring announcer. Yeah. Yeah. It's one, like I said, it's one of those things, man, where like. There was that, and then also they just announced a Buku, like, because of this whole pandemic we got going on, which it's only going to get brought up in these little topic subgenres that we're breaking down into, Yeah, because we're all here for, we're all dealing with the same shit right now, it's obvious. I mean, we've talked about that before, um, but right now it seemed to plateau, like the drama and the scary, like, yeah, we're dealing with a lot of stuff right now, but... Uh, you know, we're getting through it. You know, I just got put in like a crazy situation where I'll have a lot more time for research for this. I'll have a lot more time to kind of zen out my area. And so I think if people can just grasp on that right now, um, the government for the first time in a long time is trying to actually take care of people while stuff's going on. Like I'm going to end up making more money sitting around doing nothing at home than I do going to work five days a week. And I do I can do all this stuff with my kids. And do all this stuff with the house. And uh, I don't know. And I think it's got to be the same for other people in my same kind of money bracket. As long as they spend the kind of money I do. So, you know, not to get on a tangent with that. That's where everything's good. So let's just talk about good and fun stuff. Because there's no reason to get all hung up on it. Right. You know, just be safe out there. Try and keep yourself out of, you know, heavy public areas. And just wait this thing out. Be healthy. Wash your hands. Right. Drink a lot of liquor. Because apparently alcohol kills this shit. So I'm good. But uh, in the wake of everything going on, they had released a handful of talent from WWE, which now we can speculate as to where we think these guys are going. Some it's pretty obvious. It and makes some sense. Some it's like, yeah, they bet they don't have a big enough roster yet. Well, not even not even that, but like you got to look at where some of these guys came from originally, though. Like 
Gallows and Anderson. Luke, Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows originally, I mean, they've obviously probably wrestled over here for a handful of years, but they also had a huge following in New Japan where they were part of the Bullet Club. Right. Really? Those two guys. That Carl, seems like a weird Bullet Club member, but I guess it's kind of a hodgepodge of people now. Yeah. Uh, so today they released um, Rusev, which was to me the most... That's shocking nuts, one. Cause he hasn't done starting... a whole lot on TV and lately. Well, he had his, like a storyline though, maybe for a little bit, but it was only like just him it... coming back. Well, it was him coming back, but it was him and his wife breaking up when she got with uh, Bobby Lashley, which I think was just the storyline because I'm thinking they're still married. Yeah, no, um, it was a cool, it was a cool storyline, and it was going funny and good, and he was in good shape, and he was wrestling good, and I thought, you know, this is perfect, and I think they. They wrestled at like a rumble or something. What did they wrestle at? It was one of the pay per views. Yeah, but I don't so, remember which one it was. So it, uh, yeah, I don't know. They're, it's weird for them to get rid of somebody like that and keep somebody like Brock Lesnar. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> well he's Brock, a fucking idiot. He and, is, but you got to look at the draw compared to those two. No, I get it, dude. I hear what everybody else is talking about. I understand money. I just fucking, you know what I mean? Every time on our little pro wrestling message board, when you're like, this person passed away. And I can only see that part before I click it. I'm like, Brock Lesnar, dude. Come please, on. please. Like something terrible <laughs> too. Like a horse kicked him in the dick, and he right. just died out. Uh, so on top, like to me, that was like the top one that they let go right there. <laughs> um, then you get Drake Maverick, who was the general manager for uh, 205 Live, that was actually had a little. He got put into this interim. Uh, cruiserweight championship tournament that they're going to have because the actual cruiserweight is over in the UK and he can't come over to compete. Oh, shit. So it's one of those they had to strip. Just like with the NXT tag champs, you got Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne. Pete Dunne's over there. there. Yep. So what they did was... was floating America being on so many shows here. You'd think they'd just have a pad here and wait it out. Yeah, but when you get that when it becomes this serious of a situation, they're going to want to be with their families. And I really don't blame them on that. I guess I never thought I, yeah, I wasn't thinking that for some reason. I always think wrestlers are like bus drivers or whatever or something (laughs) where they just don't, it's just them, you know? Yeah. Or like dude at the Mart where you're like, Hey man, what's going on? He's like, dude, I've been playing wow for 13 hours. Like, I know you don't have kids. There's no, there's nothing else for you to be doing. right now. Yeah. So like, I think a wrestler is that for some (laughs) reason, just because of their schedule that they already kind of do what they want on their off time. Or they do, you know what I mean? Well, that's like, kind of the weird thing. I mean, with the, like, yeah, they would be home, but like, Jesus, dude. Well, that's the crazy thing to on me. the road and then just being home and then going back on the road, dude. Your life would fucking well, it probably does fly. If you're well, wrestling, that's the I bet your life flies, dude. That's crazy to think. Well, because half like, of three hundred days on the road, or just and you're just always shows. doing it for yep. years, and you're famous. Like, think of people like Take who've been famous for fucking years, dude. Like decades of well, that's fame, why, and multiple title runs, and multiple storylines. That's and, like, why he's got the schedule he's on now. Is he's done well, it for so long? Yeah, dude. But I just, and he's earned that time absolutely. Off. And I don't even. I'm not even talking about the time. I'm just talking about him as a like. Your life has got to go quick. If you say get into your prime of being a favorite wrestler, and it always seems to be like mid to late twenties to a guy's mid thirties, he's super, super popular. And that like age is drifting up. I've noticed in wrestling through the years, like <clears throat> champs are starting to be older. Yeah. Um, like the earn your kind of time type of well, thing. Well it's like and so it's like, when when you look through the, the the age of champs right now, 
I think they had a um, they ran through all the top champions in the in all the companies, and it was like um, AJ Styles is like forty two, uh, which is crazy. Uh, Goldberg was like fifty something. <laughs> right. Um, Adam Cole was the youngest at like thirty nine. Like you and the, like and then you go to like Chris Jericho. Chris Jericho is like forty nine, almost fifty. Well, something like Mox that. Mox is yeah. a champ, but he's thirty nine or forty now. Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, but I mean, and I look at it as younger, the longer. Oh yeah, like with athletics and training and how you eat and your diet and like your doctors and shit. But at the same time, you know, it's damn, dude. I look at it as I'm giving them the belt and the the chance to run with it as long as they have because they've had the experience as leaders and they've shown that they can yeah. carry that weight. Well, they Jericho, carry a mash. They can look carry how long storyline without flubbing it up. Jericho you know? has gone from Lionheart. <laughs> to like not having anything to do in WCW to coming over automatically feuding with The Rock uh, Y2J or... Y2J or right there right as soon as he kicks it off um, going into his Intercontinental Champion he's still got the most Intercontinental no I take that back The, the Miz took yeah. that over yeah. um, which is crazy because like for the longest time it's like I was out of, a, of being a fan of wrestling not that I wasn't into it it just didn't whatever's going on in my life I just wasn't turning wrestling on and I, I wasn't thinking about it and then I started thinking about it and bam you're back on it you know but uh, to me Miz had just like gotten out of that contest like to be a pro wrestler he was still like on the Big Brother show or whatever the, what was it Real World Real World yeah and so I just had never taken him seriously and then some of his later matches I was like god this guy can fucking work that's crazy because I and I missed his entire growth as a wrestler. Like, yeah, I he's saw gotten... the brawl and the boxing and all that shit that they did, and then I didn't know any of the early storylines. Awesome. And then he... Yeah, he's good. He's like a super... He's like a modern-day Ric Flair. Like, a real... Kind of, he'll do something dirty, and he knows moves, and he'll, he really uses everybody around and just does kind of the skeezy shit where you're like, ah, oh, God, I fucking hate you, but you're you, also... Yeah. You're good at you that, hate to love, dude. Yeah. You love that you hate really, him. I don't know. He's got a good vibe for somebody that I used to like not be a big fan of. I'm like, you know, actually, that guy's good. He's right. good for wrestling. He's a good bad guy. Well, then they also so getting back to this release list. Oh, shit, so they got yeah. Rusev, Drake Maverick, Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, Zack fucking Ryder, that's uh, crazy. Carl Anderson, Luke Gallows, which we already talked about. Heath Slater, who's been with the company for quite a while too. Uh, Eric Young, who um, came from TNA forever ago. Uh, he's put in time. Rowan, the only member of the Wyatt family to not do anything really <laughs> fantastically story-wise. Uh, let's see, Sarah Logan, um, who was part of... She had her own little bit, but she was part of the Riot Squad. Yeah, yeah. So she got cut. Uh, no Way Jose, which <laughs> really insane, wasn't doing a whole dude. hell of a lot. Well, no, but... He yeah. was just entertaining. He was, like, the one well, of the guys that they threw into the 24-7. Well, he could help... Yeah, there you go. And he can help write some of the funnier shit and help uh, shape it. Maria and Mike Kanellis. Uh, EC3, which everybody was jacked to come back. And then they didn't do a goddamn thing with. That one's pretty nuts. Uh, Leo Rush, yeah. which, again, is a fantastic worker. Uh, Primo and Epico. Uh, and Kurt Angle. Yeah, that's the one that... Because he's... I said this earlier. He works for a lot of different companies, or has. He's been in TNA. He's been in, you know, 
uh, New Japan? Right? No, I think no? he... No. WWE and then... I know his big ones were TNA and WWE. Yeah. Uh, he did have a bit uh, in, like, in the independent circuit where he would go around and, like, just do individual matches uh, or something like yeah. that where they'd hype him up and he'd come in and put the guys over. Uh, one of my favorite ones to watch is him versus Cody. And uh, I think it's Progress or something like that. Um, oh, we watched. Is that the one where they do the cartwheels? Yeah. So <laughs> Cody does. He's prior previously known as uh, Stardust, and his big thing was once he would evade you, he would do a cartwheel, and then like a ha, like a like a <laughs> kind of like a scream situation, and so he does that, and everybody in the crowd just erupts. And then they start chanting for Kurt Angle to do it. You know, do it, do it, do it. And he's like, no, 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 no. And it goes on for like five minutes. And then finally he does it. And then they start cheering for the ref to do it. And that was the one that made me giggle the hardest. Because he just, he's like, fine, fuck it. I'll just do it. Does it. And then the match goes off without a hitch. It's a fantastic match to watch. Yeah, that was the other cool thing about that. Because I've watched that a couple times. Where it's like, wow, man. You, you only see that in a house show most of the time or whatever. And then to have it be... Two pretty big ass names in wrestling, you right. know, from different maybe genres or whatever. But like Cody's done his own thing. Kurt Angle has most definitely done his own thing. Uh, that's a just neat moment in wrestling. People being people, right, you know, and fucking doing cartwheels. Uh, they released <laughs> Aiden English, which was a uh, hasn't wrestled since 2019, but he was done commentary. And then referee Mike Kyoto. He's done a lot of so that's pretty big. Nuts. They've let matches. him go. What's, yeah. He's done a lot of big matches. Um, On top of that, they've also let go a bunch of uh, producers in the back. Production segment producers, um, including uh, Shane Helms as the Hurricane, a lot of people know. Uh, Fit Finley and also Billy Kidman. Which has been with the company forever. All three of those forever. guys, very good behind the scenes dudes. Fantastic when behind the scenes. When it comes to shaping dudes. wrestlers um, or shaping like a chain thing that they're going to do, that those guys help a lot. Like Fit Finley was at the NXT Performance Center for a long time, wasn't he? Yeah, he was one of the teachers and stuff down there. But he yeah. also did um, like he was the promo teacher. Huge. Well, no, Dusty Rhodes was the promo guy. Well, but yeah, uh, Fit was one of the guys that actually trained a lot of the girls and to be better wrestlers. That's what he had his me. hand in the female. Um, evolution of that just getting them better and stronger uh all the way back from like trish and lita up to today charlotte and becky lynch and all those guys um reading this article real quick now it says uh also impacted by the company's cost reduction is a deferral on spending for the company's new headquarters for at least six months wwe believes the cuts will save roughly four million dollars monthly and improve cash flow by 140 million primarily due to the paused construction funding um, so what so were thinking, they building? A new headquarters? It might have been. I think so. They were actually probably building a new headquarters in... Maybe it was like a com- combo like performance center slash headquarters could have or been. something if it was such a big production thing. Could have been. Because otherwise headquarters could be in a building yeah. the size of the shop. You know? Well, the one that they've got is in mean, Connecticut. It's like a really big one and then Linda could be here and Stephanie could be there. Right. The one they've got is in Connecticut, I think, or something like that. Somewhere over on the East Coast. Yeah. But uh, they, I mean... It wouldn't surprise me that they'd be building a new one just because, again, it's such a big conglomerate. And yeah, I mean, they probably had plans in for years. Like, even yeah. with everything going on, they still had plans. They just uh, filed for bankruptcy on the XFL, too, because of all this. Already? Yeah, so first this time was just because it sucked. Yeah. It made it all the way through the season and to a championship. 
and then it never got brought back because the ratings were so terrible. And then God. they they revamped everything and probably made it through like a quarter of the season, oh, and then had shit. to shut it down because of no live was events. It, did, were they having good results? The I mean, crowds weren't inevitable? nearly. The crowds weren't was popping inevitable. or anything like that. Well, it's just I don't know why. Well, I wonder why he pushed having football twice. It's like even if you're using it to like say catch talent for wrestling that's like a huge investment like i know that's a silly thing to say but i'm like i couldn't think of an angle where you think you need to develop another version of something that already exists that's super profitable i think it was more just because it fills that void of everybody like he's too attached to it though i think pro wrestling would makes the the mind go oh it's some version of that well i know whatever i know when they did it before that a lot of the teams were influenced by wrestlers like the names so there was like um, the Venom were supposed to be Stone Colds. Uh, the Extreme were supposed to be Team Extreme, the Hardys and Lita. Um, they had like the Rage, the Orlando Rage, and like the Memphis Hitmen or something like that. So, I mean, they had teams related. And the same thing that they did now, I think it was more geared towards um, wrestling themed names, but not specifically for wrestling fans. I think well, it was targeted I mean. for already... football fans. But it was in the wake of football just ending. So it was that. Right. I mean, if they had put seasons out that countered regular well, that's, football, like if that was the first thing. It was a balance. Work. So right, as soon like, as Super Bowl ended, you had like a month before the XFL started off. Right. So it was like you got in that time frame, you had all the news of like the coaches and the, the players. Right. Were coming right. Out and of so like that, that's colleges a good angle X. then. So they were, he had the idea. But again, just it's one of those gap. things. And it's kind of like the arena football thing. Like, I think it's there. But arena football is even more entertaining because of the shorter field. And you have to, the kickoff is you receive it off of the net from the field right, thing behind right. it. And you also, like, there's no out of balance. Like, as soon as you hit the wall is where the other. So it's like it combines hockey with football. Can I you think. use the wall, though, and keep going? Like, as I, long as you're upright? or is I don't it think so. I think it's once you hit out. the wall and somebody, like, tackles you into the wall, then you're, like, the ball is dead. It's not, so it's not yeah. hockey. No. That'd be tits, though, if you could But it's just the up. checking of, like, you yeah. know, hockey. Oh, yeah, dude. It. I've seen some fucking gnarly YouTube videos about yeah. arena football where you'll just see a guy come out of nowhere and fucking destroy right. somebody on that thing. And, yeah, it's a pad, dude, but these guys weigh, like, 200 and something pounds apiece. Oh, yeah, and they're still slamming it. And in. they're scooting, dude. These guys are athletes. They're well, not the way that they do, like, like the, us 225 pounds. The way they're they like, do the passing routes, too, is, whole, like, super interesting and crazy to me. Like, they'll start the guy on the line. He runs back about 15 or 20 yards, and then he comes charging full force at the line of scrimmage to get a, a good start off on, like, well, there's the a, play. Yeah. Well, with this, you don't have field, such a, yeah, like you don't have such an, an open easier field. way to keep the defense in front, you know? Uh, but other than that, I, the, I think maybe just that they want more intricate plays. Yeah. They probably want to be something different. So oh, they're like, sure. well, we'll use a short field. And because our guys aren't moving as much, they can be more technical in their movements. And exactly. I'm not even like a big football guy. But when shit is like, you know, like a really cool screen that just pulls every defender off on one way. And you're like, dude, there's two guys open now. And bam, they get right. hit. And it's they're up the field. You know, it's like, Go wow, on. that was a really, you know, intricate play. Yeah. You know? Um, it's not just like hand a running back and he's like, oh, he's like 500 pounds and he's super strong. He'll just run it like right. six yards every time and then we'll be good for a whole game. It's boring as fuck. Like, I don't know. that I like, like That's why I like college football because there's a lot of really short passes. It seems like, like way more, you know, 
11, 12, 15 yard movements. You know, yeah. it's all like guy comes out and you know moving all the way sideways and boom gets hit with a really good somebody throwing a really good ball. You right. know, and it seems like college quarterbacks have a little more to gain from being more accurate. They're not in the big show yet. You know, they're they're a big fish in a little pond and they can experience that one more time. So there's right. like really big egos and 24-year-old dudes. <laughs> they're like awesome as shit, you know. That's Definitely. kind of the way it works. Right. <clears throat> oh, gosh, what else have we even talked or thought about, man? Well, I mean, you had, you again, you've got a list of things going off, so I don't know exactly what else you wanted to talk about tonight. You know, Those were kind of my two that I had for the moment. I mean, uh, you know, I kind of wanted to kind of go back and talk about like stuff we went through before or whatever. Cause you know, we had talked about that and like on the spot, we're like, well, we're into this, we're into that. Like, Oh shit, we're not actually very good friends. You know, like that was on like the, the promo one yeah. or whatever that we did. And, uh, so I thought, you know, like I actually kind of thought about it and I've done some like interesting things in my life, you know, and I just, there's a few things like bail enforcement. Like, actual fugitive recovery was, like, a thing I put a bunch of effort into. And I got to do, like, a couple of them, which were, like, super intense. Um, and it didn't ban out just because it's one of those jobs you have to kind of know people and to get more work to make money to keep doing yeah. it, you know. And licensure is, like, super expensive. I think I was, like, almost six grand into the whole thing between equipment and license and permits and training. and You know, so it was kind of one of those things, like, a lesson learned thing. It's You probably... I should have done my research a little more on how to get work as opposed to just get licensed. But it was an interesting thing. Like, uh, we busted this lady in a hotel in Spokane, and, uh, and then we have pictures of them so we know what they look like and what they're supposed to be driving. And we thought that the lady came in the front door or whatever. It's one of those long, long, super skinny uh, hotels, like big, yeah. long hallway down the middle. And, like, I'm all full of gumption wanting to do this. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to fucking take her down. You know, I'm going to arrest her and fucking pepper spray her when she gets upset. You know, I'm going to take her to jail and make a bunch of money, you know. And uh, I'm all the way at the other end of the motel and I see him go in. So I'm like, I'm going to go through the big long hallway and I'll meet him at their hotel room because I knew which one it was. And there was already people kind of posted up and we had talked with management at the motel what was going on that we were going to arrest him. And uh, anyway, so I'm like running down the hall to like catch up with these people. They already got cuffs on them. They already got... <laughs> both both people are cuffed up. They're already searching through the backpack and, like, finding drugs and, like, you know, bad paraphernalia and things like that. And it was just, like, super interesting because I was, like... You know, that was, like, way more m- less dramatic than I thought it was going to be because we have been, like, posted up for... You know, not to cut the story short, but it was, like, an hour of, like, waiting and waiting, waiting, getting this information. And, oh, yeah, they're coming to the hotel now or whatever. They just bought drugs from said person. Said person's the one that was, like, ratting them out. And, uh, so anyway, and then just like to see how a person also reacts when they know they're a hundred percent guilty for something, but they just will not admit it. Right. And so they're like, no, dude, none of this stuff is mine. This is, I'm just like visiting this person here. You know, it's like, you can tell it was like kind of like a skeezy situation where like guy had drugs, she was a lady. I mean, you can kind of do the math from there, like whatever's going on. And she's like, no, 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 I was just visiting, you know, it's like all her stuff in bags. So. It was just crazy, and like the guy kept getting text messages that were like, "Yo, dude, I need a little bit of that brown. I need a little bit of that white." I need, and it's like all these different people, but they all talked exactly the same. Like, I need a little bit of the, this, and 
I like a touch of that. And I'm like, are these like real measurements for people that I'm not understanding on the street? Like a touch and a skitch and a scotch, you know, like just a little, you know, a dabble. It's like when you read, like, like think of that was like a measurement in a cookbook. Right, dude. I'd be like, I need a fuck. skitch of brown sugar, a scooch of flour. <laughs> Thanks, Grandma. Nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about. No, but yeah. And then the second one was like, kind of in the middle of the woods in like Stevens County and it was just like a dude in a trailer and we thought that it would be where like the confederate flags everywhere and like we love America and don't trade on me shit I'm like this is gonna get fucking heavy quick and you know and like when you get licensed in the state of Washington you carry AR-15 shotguns pistols um pepper spray I mean there's like multitude of equipment that you're licensed to use just like a police I did all the exact same training and the same hours that a police officer would to become a police officer Except for I would work for myself and police work for the police. And I thought, all right, it'll work for me. Uh, bad move. I probably should have just been a police officer. Uh, <laughs> but <coughs> anyway, the second one is this dude. So we're like coming up on this trailer and there's like old cars everywhere. And like, you know, you're just like, ah, oh, there could be stuff hidden everywhere. You know, this guy's got booby traps and bombs and shit. So we like knock on the front door super loud. Bail enforcement, you know. You're surrounded by agents, which, by the way, wasn't. There was only two of us. So <laughs> there's not surrounded by anything other than a trailer as long and skinny. And uh, nothing. Just boom, boom, boom. I'm banging on the back door. And so it's like, oh, what the fuck's going on, you know? So check the lock. It's unlocked. We open up. Dude's just fucking passed out in a chair with his TV on. Like, I can remember. Ah, fuck, I wish I could remember what was on the TV. But I want to say it was something super funny where I would have, like, normally just, like, stood and Stopped watched, and watched like, it. Stopped and watched it. Like that 70s yeah. show or something. And the dude just passed out and there's, like, a bottle of booze there. And we're like, hey, wake up, man. Bail enforcement. You know, don't make any sharp movements. He's like, oh, shit. I figured you were coming here when he, like, came, finally came to. And I'm like, this is awesome. This guy's way more passive. You know, I'm thinking it's going to be, like, Ruby Ridge. And this dude's like... Eh, shit happens. I'll just fucking go where I'm gonna go. Right. Chatted us up the whole way back, talking about guns, fucking cooking animals and shit. He was, yeah, he was Jesus. actually a pretty rad, dude. I kind of thought, like, God, if I'm ever in this position, I want to go fucking knock on that dude's door and be like, hey, man, if everything's cool, like, what's going on? You know, like, keeping your nose clean? Yeah. Want to hang out? You being cool? We can be cool. Let's go, you know, shoot animals. I'll eat squirrel or whatever the fuck you're into, <laughs> you know? But yeah, that was, that was, and those are probably the different situations that happen, and that's, I wish I could have kept that going. Because, right. like, I'd imagine you'd have, like, cab driver-style stories that you'd be oh, able yeah. to tell from those experiences. So that was one of those things where, like, I want to share with people, like, this is, you know, we all experience different things. Like, we all have things that are, we think is unique. Like, I might think that's super cool. A lot of people are like, that's whatever or whatever. But well, you've had a, a, numero, a number of jobs. Like, just... Unique things. Get bored. Would well, you just get bored in a place after a while? I do. I like do. you just can't. Like you, if it's like not changing, then there's fourteen be... months tops. Usually, at any job I've ever had. Usually, how yeah. long have you been at this one? Six months. Six months and getting the itch to find I... something different a little bit. No, because I just got laid off yesterday. Well, yeah, but this is like the world's best time to be laid off. Just right. saying, dude. They fucking put a big old chunk of change in my bank account for me, and because I have children. And they're like, hey, we'll give you all this money a week. And then, hey, check it out. Here's some more money a week. And we'll get back to you when we can on it. But we're going to get it to you. And I'm like, is America just being exactly what I've always wanted to be? <laughs> I get to just chill at home and fucking, you know, for a little while, you well, know? Well, like for me, I've had... It's kind of a, has, like a glass half full thing. Right. And I'm usually not that dude. But I'm like, dude, shit's rad right now. I spent all day 
vacuum the shit out of the Yukon. It looks like brand spanking new. And I cleaned my house. I got shop slash studio bunker. Looking halfway. You know what I mean? And yeah. this is day one. I was working yesterday. <laughs> I already got all this shit. I'm like, how many activities am I going to get done while this shit's popping right. off? Because as long as the, you know, like I'm. You know, I don't know what kind of people come to my door. I was going to be like, well, as long as the Mormon guys don't come to my door with masks on and want to tell me stories, I'll be like, I don't think I'm going to get sick. You know right. what I mean? My kids are going to be fine. Keep getting my groceries. I don't know. Everything's popping right now. Yeah. It's like I'm actually never been excited to be unemployed because I'm really shitty at interviews. Like, I can work my ass off. But when people are like, what are you bad at? I'm like, oh, listening to stupid people say stupid shit. I'm sorry. You know, like, ah, Damn it, he was stupid. He's not going to like that. <laughs> I can't help get the job now, <laughs> you know? Where I was going with that was you've had a number of jobs. I've had four jobs total. That's bananas from like me. I had four jobs probably last year. Well, from like the time, like 14 or so, up yeah. until like my age now. Yeah. And that was, so like when it first started, uh, middle school, I had a job at the gun range. <laughs> Everybody Doing scorekeeping or loading the birds. <laughs> Uh, and I had only one accident there, no gunfire or anything like that. I just missed the pull loading the bird, and that thing came around and caught me in the hand. Those things oh, don't fucking feel nice yeah. at all. Those don't feel good at all. And instead of just shutting the machine off, I switched hands and loaded the birds with that. <laughs> and then I got yelled at for not turning it off, for not properly taking care of myself. <laughs> but uh, it wasn't like bleeding or anything like horrible. It was just enough to like leave a little ding on my hand. Yeah. Uh, from there, I went to um, oh god, what did I do? Uh, I went to the bowling alley. Yeah. And I worked at the bowling alley for uh, all through high school, uh, freshman year all the way through senior. Uh, moved from there to Boise. When I got to Boise, it took me like a month and a half to find a job. I but what I got Boise. on. When I got on down there, uh, I got on at the mall in Nampa for uh, Sam Goody, which was like the mini Hastings uh, of the place. And the craziest thing that we had, like the cool thing was we'd get like discounts on like music and movies and shit like that. Couldn't get discount on like the game system, so I was kind of pissed about that. But <laughs> And just as I decided to move back home, everybody in the store was quitting. So my hours would have gone from like 15 to like 40. Oh, I would have yeah. been like number two in the store. Probably like number three, because they probably would have brought in a couple other you managers would have and a shit. Snazzy button up right now. I don't know if I'd want Sam the button Goody, up, dude. That's what they give you, and you would take it because they're giving you Sam Goody upper management money, dude. And you'd be like, <laughs> "Well, fucking shortly you after sir. I left was when Sam Goody got bought up by Fye for your entertainment, oh. and they switched all that over. Now, you, I guess somebody sent me a picture of that mall. And it looks like our mall. Like, everything's, like, <laughs> right, boarded yeah. up, chain gated down. <laughs> like, there's nothing in there anymore. Like a Detroit uh, mall. Right. Basically. <laughs> our mall is pitiful right now, it's dude. Sad. It's sad, dude. Like, all the big stores are closed and all the other big stores are looking at them like, shit, dude. I think we're probably next. Well, because what was the one that they had at the end? Marshall's before? or Maurice's. That, well, no, down by Macy's. Maurice's is still... Fuck, what was I think that? it called? Was it Goshawks? That's it, dude. It's yeah. Goshawks. Woo, save the day. Uh, well, then they walled that up. <laughs> and then there was... We don't need that part of the mall. Let's turn that right? into a Winko. And then they had... There's like three spots in there that usually get rented out like seasonally. So there's one that always Hickory turns into Farms. the Pickery Farms. Yeah. And then there was another one that turned into like... Um, 
it was always like uh, photos or whatever. Photos or something like that. <laughs> but they used they used one the the mall the section where uh, Gottschalk's was. They used that for the Santa pictures. Now with the Harley and whatnot. Long story short, our mall is super sad, and yeah. I wouldn't call it a mall so much as a bunch of stores that are stuck together. We, I prefer to call a it a really hall. hall. The hall. The yeah, hall. It's a hall. It's not a mall. It's the hall. Uh, <laughs> and then coming back from Boise, uh, I got right back on at the bowling alley for like another four or five years. <laughs> Dedicated uh, man. Well, it was, you know, I left on good terms and they decided they still needed help. So I came back in and took back over the bowl desk to the leagues Monday through Friday, which was kind of cool. Uh, I took that head spot at the desk. Um, You're the head pin. I was the head pin, the kingpin. The kingpin. The kingpin. Uh, Woody Harrelson. And then I got, I switched from the bowling alley into the casino, doing security for them. Does anybody? Do they know you? Yeah. Well, because it was all running. What are you going to keep secure? Well, it was just basically all my job was. Did you have to like do the chest? All my job was was to sit at the table when somebody young come in. I had to check the ID, and then when they would need a table filled with chips, I would go to the cage. Do all that, bring the chips into the table, watch them count it out, sign it, drop the paper, and then go sit back down at the table yeah, wait for something else to happen. Yeah, because chips equal real money. I never thought that they yeah. had to balance that out. And in then the in the mornings after the end was over, after the whole night was done, I would go in and we would count out the money from the night before, total it up, drop it at the bank, and then come back and start the day off. With like the casino open and the poker tables would open up then. How They'd early in the up. morning is the casino? Open? Uh, now it opens up at one, I think. But it used to open up at I think I had to be like there one by in 11. the afternoon. Yeah, oh. I had to be there at eleven, I think, because they had like two hours of like setup. So we would do like the cleaning from the night before. We would like vacuum the floors and everything like they that. They should be like twenty three hours a day with a fucking. A lot buffet. of time they are. Like with a buffet over in the where the TV. A lot of times are. they do something like so that. They so they clean the floor. They have the soda machine in there, and that's all free soda for anybody that's in there playing. <laughs> um, Coffee is free in there. They do the same thing, and then they, every now and again, like the poker tables, they'll do like they'll get pizza and shit. So they'll have like pizza <laughs> buffet or something. Some shit. It's a very relaxed. It is. Casino. It's a very relaxed casino, but it's a fun environment. Like they. Yeah. they I've, I've never been guys. a gambler, so it does. If I were to gamble, to I would me. rather do the cards than the slots, because the slots to me is just like I'm. Even if it's just pennies, I'm throwing <laughs> pennies away. Oh man! I would yeah. rather have full yeah. ride on like. Oh no! Put I twenty dollars on one hand and call it gold. <laughs> That's so crazy. No, dude, I got to the casino with twenty dollars and played penny machines for like four fucking hours, dude. And well, you got I don't this big sit there going. giant color, Boop. dude. No, it like all these Boop. colors flash in front of you. And chip, 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 chip. and when you win like thirty cents, the fucking thing goes off. Like yeah, you just but, won a life savings. But I'd rather like, win forty dollars off of two hands. But you're not and gonna, then walk dude, away. You gotta be like good at that shit. Well, and a lot of times, so Tuesdays is probably the best night to go down there if you're gonna play because they'll have two dollar Tuesdays, and it's usually like a Spanish table or something like that or a blackjack table, and it's two dollars a hand instead of Do like I, the three or five. Like I have to. Like I have to speak Spanish? No, it's it's so That's Spanish. That's kind is, of a card game. Span, it's blackjack. It's, <laughs> okay, it's Spanish blackjack. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? Like, how would so I do Spanish that? So Spanish twenty one or blackjack? Oh, okay. Spanish twenty one is where they have, um, I think it's all the face cards, and it's an extra like two decks or something with it. So it's a huge huh. rack of cards. Whereas tw- uh, blackjack is it's just tens, numbers, and then an ace. Like, I don't think it has the face cards in it. If I'm 
I might well, be wrong. Well, Blackjack has all the has all the cards. Well, but jokers. yeah, but it's one of one is something different than the other. Yeah, Blackjack just has a standard deck of cards with no jokers. Well, yeah, and the same thing with Spanish. They don't use the jokers in any of the hands. Well, yeah. So in any of the card games, there, I don't think. They change shit up down there a lot. It's been a minute since I've been in there to play yeah. too. But Spanish is always one where that you can get insurance on the hand or whatever, so you can like. If I decide to put insurance, insurance out, insurance on gambling. So it's like okay, so the dealer gets. Uh, they deal you out a ten, and then they deal you out a uh, three, right? And in the same hand, they deal themselves a card down, and then the card that they flip over is an ace. So then they have what it's like a little slot on the table that they can kind of peel in and it lifts the cards up to show a mirror as to what the card is underneath. So they can then see if they have a 21 where, and then they can go, do you want insurance on it? So if you take insurance on it, you don't lose your money. You pay a little bit more, but you don't lose the money that you've got on the hand. You just lose what the insurance was. So say you've got a $25 chip on the hand and the insurance is 10 bucks. You toss out 10 bucks and you say you only lose ten dollars instead of thirty five. Wonder why the house would want to do that. It offers you a chance to keep some money, but then with those cards out of the way, then there's still another chance that they could get twenty one and you can get whatever. And a lot of times too, if you get twenty one and they get twenty one, it's a push. So then your money stays. You can also bet on a match, which so if either one of your cards matches their face card, you get money off of that. If you get a double match, so say you've got two fours and they've got a four on top then you get it's like four to one or something like that oh, shit. then they say you get a 21 and it's a suited match so they have a yeah. king of jack and they are a king of spades and you've got a king of spades then it's like six to one or ten to one or something like that so then they pay you that automatically hmm. whatever and then you get that that's like a side bet yeah so and then you get like then you get the hand to say you win the hand you get the money that you bet on the hand huh so there's that's ways crazy. to make more money than just that there so like i would go in can i usually, bet on whether like hey man i wonder if the next guy walks in the door he's gonna sneeze or not or something stupid like that like maybe they would they're like side bet be like all right yeah i'm fucking down <laughs> you know maybe between like dealers or whatever like yeah uh, i wanted that's like, like i would be like dude i bet you a turkey fucking sandwich <laughs> the next person walks around the corner is a girl and then they're like Mm-mm, it's gonna There's be a good dude. chance that that's a possibility. And then you make that bet, and then it's a transvestite who fucking wins. Right. Everybody, because that's a fucking great joke. All right. But anyway, back to jobs. That <laughs> so was... from that, I go to the grocery industry where I'm at now. Yeah. And I've probably been here the longest of any other job. Well, consistently, let's put it that way. I've been at this yeah. job right now for nine years, going on nine in April, March or April. That's a long time, Jim. Yeah. That's and, like nine uh, times longer than any job I've ever had. Yeah, I just hit my nine-year mark, I think, actually, <laughs> not too long ago. And then uh, prior to that, I was here for a little bit as well because I'd moved to Arkansas Same in thing. that time. Came back because I love yep. this place. Well, it's safety. It's like a safety net. You know people. You know the town. Uh, anything that changes, you know about it. And it's just kind of like you're comfortable here. Yeah. No, I, I Like I, whether I, you love, I love it or it hate here. it. No, I love it here. When I was a kid, like, everybody wants to escape when they're Oh, a kid, yeah. Which I did. And that was my first job out of high school. As I went down <laughs> to the well service and thought, hey, why don't I give up super awesome summer beaches and beautiful people and people that I understand and outdoorsy, gun-shooting, crazy hill folk. 
and I'm gonna go to Colorado where it's pretty much the same but super fucking cold and really hard work and I was like sign me up dude so I went and started drilling oil with Baker Hughes which is kind of like a slumberjay you know what's the uh, what's the one that Dick Cheney ran Halliburton we are we essentially did the same thing that Halliburton did we fractured wells and did all that kind of stuff oh yeah I was super young, made ooh gobs of money doing that. I uh, worked like all the time, like 82 hours a week, <laughs> like two weeks straight, and then I'd get two weeks off, which led to us sharing an apartment, which was pretty rad. For a little while. A while. Yeah, for a little while. Uh, <laughs> and I was back and forth, two weeks on, two weeks off, and then I finally moved to Colorado. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know, we had a change in like presidency or whatever. Not necessarily a political problem, but. Uh, all of a sudden, nobody could drill oil anymore, anywhere, and so everybody ran to, like, North Dakota and South Dakota on uh, Native American reservations, because that's, like, the only place they can drill oil without going under this guidelines or whatever, which is what took, like, $150,000 a year jobs down to, like, $17 an hour jobs. Right. And it's like, man, I can't do that. <laughs> so I came home, worked at a wood factory for a while. Worked at a seed mill for a while, worked at beer stores, I've built uh, roof trusses, I have painted utility trailers, I've had like a bajillion jobs. Right now, well currently I'm self-employed as unemployed, uh, which is like the best job I've had out of all my jobs probably, is being like well paid and unemployed at the same time. <laughs> but uh, I worked for like a bolt place up until yesterday, can't really remember the name because like already on me time you know right but no uh it was a cool place to work and we'll go back when shit gets back to normal yeah yeah uh shit and what about jobs that's it dude that's, you have well like... yeah i mean <laughs> right now i'm still working because it's one of those essential jobs so yeah. grocery mine stores... was essential but then we couldn't be essential enough right <laughs> and they're like we're not making enough money even if we want to keep the doors open type of thing yeah Kind of one of those things where you're just making enough money to pay the light bill, and that's about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, everything's slowed down so much. Like, I don't know. I don't know how because we like, we like give parts to the dam and like people to fix the dam and like fix roads and bridges and shit. So I'm like, I sure hope they're still doing that. <laughs> um, but <laughs> like no those are thoughts floods. that go through my head. No flash yeah, floods like, anytime soon. Okay, so if they're not buying the bolts to fix the dam, the dam's going on. Fixed is what I would gather from that. <laughs> um, maybe somebody call them. Just make sure. Because that's a lot of water. And we're down, right down. We're down from the water. Right. You know. So. No. Otherwise, man. Shit's good. Yeah. Oh, this has been kind of a fun one. Yeah. A little bit shorter or whatever. But. Uh, I don't know. That one felt good. It was a good. Good solid hour. Again. I super appreciate everybody. Uh, we're probably going to. Hopefully in the next 24 hours because it's one of those tease type of things it doesn't just tell you as we get more people but uh i'm hoping probably over 100 by tomorrow that'd should, be super we should awesome clear 100 by tomorrow night and uh this, this will be up for was 24 yeah uh again next week we would like to do more q a's uh hit us with any questions Absolutely. hit us with some oddballs like something uh anything yeah you've heard me ramble already so give me something goofy to talk about well, not, that's not gonna just that me. like anything that you think would be interesting for us to talk about uh past relationships past uh Ooh. that's a tough one for bryce but we'll get we'll get him into it 
Yeah, you uh, fuck, yeah, fucking mine, dude. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about Bigfoot and shit, dude. Craziest, craziest uh, supernatural experiences. Uh, anything Ooh. like that. Like that's something else we can. That's touch gotten on next more week. weird more lately. So I really hope Here? that no. Well, yeah, okay, so anyway, we're going to save it for another episode. I'm hoping somebody maybe drags that specific question up so that I can uh, talk about it. Because, yeah, shit got weird at the old place, and there's new stuff at the new place. Oh, wow. Yeah, it doesn't help that, like, my mom's on the fireplace panel, and her grandma, and her grandpa Ray. There's, like, a bunch of dead, not like we're stacking dead people. (laughs) But it's fucking, you know. Their mantle's not super yeah, white. They're yeah. not just laying yeah, them out there. Like, you know, cremated ashes. You know, you hang on to family. And then for some reason, we're the responsible ones. So we have a lot of family hanging out. And I'm not going to lie. There's been just a little weirdness going on. Just enough to make me go, hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, that happened. You know, whatever it was. You're like, I can't just pretend like it did. Anyway, we're going to get to that kind of shit. And other stories just like that, because I have some pretty cool, maybe ghost uh, experiences. If you can't tell what I want to talk about, now that I think about it, uh, hopefully you ask those questions, or I'll just bring it up anyway. I, right. I do that as well. But anyway, we love you. Uh, that's another good episode, and uh, hopefully we'll see you next uh, Thursday or Friday, if not earlier, if I can ramble together a bonus episode. Or we can well, it depends on something. how the schedule flows, too. Yeah. So if I got an extra day off, we might be able to sneak one in. Something. We'll figure something Maybe out for you guys. Maybe a super tight, sneaky NyQuil edition that's only like 15 minutes long where I'm trying to ask you questions where you're trying to fall asleep. Fair enough. And then when you fall asleep, I'll just turn on teddy bear music with a little winder in his back and you'll just go to sleep and I'll fucking go home. And I'll be like, folks, that was kind of it. Sorry. And But no, uh, if that doesn't happen, see you next week. We love you. Another episode of Fancy Tickles. Stay safe, guys. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.